conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies, where a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name's Jackie. And I'm Cassandra. And we are Sid Sisters. You are gainfully employed, maybe, kind ooh, of. Ooh. Yay! Mm-hmm. First day at work. I wore sweatpants. It was lovely. I am really jealous of that because it is rainy and miserable in the best way, but I had to venture outside and then my hair said, ha ha! No. So all of the effort I put into it, I don't know why I try. I knew better. Yeah. But I did it anyway because I had an in-person meeting. That's what it was. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. But it happened to me on Saturday. We went out to run some errands and it just was a torrential downpour. It's raining this whole entire week. And I put a whole bunch of effort into finally getting ready. And then it was just ruined. That's the mistake I'm learning to just not fall victim to. Don't try so hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So oh I did. It was great. I can guarantee that when I have to get up at the ass crack of dawn on Sunday to come meet you in San Luis Obispo this weekend, I will not be looking my best. If it makes you feel better, your drive is only three, maybe three and a half hours. Mine's four and a half hours. So I have to get up an hour earlier than you. I mean, that makes me feel marginally better, but I have to get up early the day before Unless we get rained out again for Grayson's games, because we have to be there by like 8 o'clock in the morning. Awful. It is awful. But anywho, such is life. What's your topic today? I remember it was between two, and I think I remember what it was, but... So I've named it Famous Faux Pas. Famous Faux Pas. Celebrities that have done fucked up shit that either the public has just forgotten about and dismissed, or they just didn't give a shit about. Question. Do you know how to spell faux pas? Yeah, because I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) I did talk to text on my phone and then it folded up. (laughs) Did you expect vowels and X's and whatnot? I expected an X. Okay. The paw part really got me. Did you think it was pause, like rawr, pause? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a couple different things except what it was. (laughs) You learn something new every day. Yeah. Well, let's go down the road of all of the terrible quasi-forgotten but not truly forgotten things, but glossed over things. Okay, so I have a good amount. Okay. Um, So we'll just dive in. Perfect. So starting with Mark Wahlberg. Ooh, yeah. And when I say their names, let me know if you have an idea of of what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I'm curious to see how many of these I'm going to know. So I believe that there was some... racial issues in his past some maybe violence because of it yeah okay and then just by the way i kept off well-known ones like michael jackson or like michael vick some people know that they did fucked up shit i try to keep it like oh i had no idea that person has a record kind of there you go So in June of 1986, when Wahlberg was about 15 years old, he and a group of friends were charged with a hate crime for chasing and throwing rocks at a group of Black children while yelling racial slurs, specifically kill the N-words. Oh, well, that's awful. Two months later, a civil suit was brought up against him, but it was settled out of court in September of 1986. 
On April 8th, 1988, when Wahlberg was 17 years old to two years later, he was arrested and charged with attempted murder and another hate crime when he assaulted two Vietnamese men. One was a veteran. And he made derogatory comments about them. He had knocked one of them out and punched the other. Wahlberg's defense was that he was intoxicated and that there was no racial motivation behind his attack. He was just an asshole. And a minor. My God. Oh, this before 18. Yeah. Since he had previously been charged with a civil rights offense or a hate crime, Wahlberg was found to be in contempt of court and sentenced to two years in prison, where he only served 45 days. Wow. In 2014, Wahlberg applied for a pardon in reference to his crime committed in 1988. So that's the against the two Vietnamese men. The request was opposed by the Asian American activist group and some of Wahlberg's previous victims. Wahlberg ended up apologizing to the victims and dropped his request. Okay. So he at least acknowledged and apologized whether, I don't know what that actually means. But after he's like, can we get rid of this? I mean, he was a juvenile, so he wanted it sealed most of the time. I understand that. records are sealed, but. I mean. I mean, I'm a douche, bro. Right? It's like there's a difference between being stupid because that prefrontal cortex is not Mm -hmm. developed, but like. That's some pretty... like a racist asshole. (laughs) Yeah, that's some deep-seated hatred right there, which is a shame because I really like him otherwise. I know. Marky Mark. Apparently he's learned. Who knows? I don't know. Okay, next is Boy George. I think I know this one. Okay. Okay. So in April of 2007, Boy George, whose real name is George O'Dowd, was arrested for assault and false imprisonment. And I'm just going to call him George. George had met 29-year-old Norwegian model and escort Auden Carlson on a dating app, and Carlson agreed to be a model in a photo shoot being held by George. During their meetup, Carlson claimed George was high on cocaine and had given him oral sex, and George then randomly accused Carlson of tampering with his computer. At some point, George handcuffed Carlson to a wall, even though some sources specifically say a radiator, and George, along with an unknown man who just came into the picture, beat Carlson with a metal chain. Oh my god. Okay, not at all what I was thinking, by the way. No. We'll circle back to that. Yeah. (laughs) During the trial, Carlson explained that he was able to get free by breaking the fixture that he was handcuffed to, but he stated George continued to beat him with a metal chain as he ran out into the street. George denied the allegations in court, and his story was that Carlson had hacked his laptop and he handcuffed him to try to find his stolen property, which doesn't make sense if someone is hacking something on your laptop. No. I digress. And also, he you also, can't just handcuff people to things. That's, you can't imprison people. And then beat them. Yeah. <laughs> he also blamed the incident on him being high on cocaine, and he claimed he was having a psychotic break. I mean, cocaine is a hell of a drug, apparently, but... Oh, I've heard. <laughs> George was sentenced to 15 months in prison, but were released after only four months for good behavior. After being released early, George requested to appear on the final series of Celebrity Big Brother. However, a judge refused him the permission, like a a court judge, to appear on the show saying, quote, an offender serving the non-custodial part of a sentence of imprisonment should not be allowed to take part in this high-profile, controversial television program promoting his status as a celebrity and with considerable financial gain, end quote. I agree with that. Yeah. 
And then lastly, George continued to be a judge on The Voice. He appeared on TV shows such as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And he still performs his music to this day. And he gets annoyed when he's questioned about his deplorable acts during interviews. Well, don't be such a piece of shit. And then you don't have to worry about people bringing it up. What I was thinking, and now mm-hmm. I'm like not 100% certain if it was him, but I have an image of him in like a public bathroom in like a park. And there's whether he like exposed himself to someone. Okay, I need to Google this. Hold please. that I found. Why are doing that? I read that he was in an interview, Boy George. And the woman's like, oh, so, you know, you had an incident with a male and a radiator. And he's like, got super annoyed he goes it wasn't a radiator like like that's the fucking part that's the what you you him and beat him and performed sex acts on him but because she misspoke so oh and i misspoke because it was george michael not oh that george. makes more sense yeah <laughs> he's not on my list okay <laughs> hey, he's the one who exposed himself there was like lewd behavior in a public bathroom so yeah. i don't um, feel bad for misjudging there you go yeah he still did a shitty thing so this one surprised me. Mike Tyson. Okay. Other than biting Evander Holyfield's That's ear That's not off. even in this. Everyone knew about that. Okay. This. Some of these things might shock you. Uh-oh. Okay. So Tyson had a somewhat troublesome childhood. And in his memoir, he stated that he had been arrested approximately 40 times before the age of 12. He okay. admitted to pickpocketing, jewelry snatching, burglaries, and robberies. His favorite arrest, per him himself, was when he was arrested for property damage after he lost control of a Ferrari and drove it through a glass window. Oh. And now kind of the part that I wasn't expecting. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, it's all par for the course. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. In 1991, Tyson was accused of raping 18-year-old Miss Black America contestant Desiree Washington in Marion County, Indiana. Oh. Tyson was charged with one count of rape and two counts of criminal deviant conduct, which is an Indiana-specific charge, so they had to look up. And it means that he had sex with someone using force, fear, or intoxication. Okay. Awful. On February 10th, 1992, so a year later, he was convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison with four years suspended for each of the three counts, with the sentences being served consecutively. He was then ordered to pay a maximum $30,000 fine, and he was ultimately released after three years of good behavior on a 10-year sentence, although he was on probation for the four years following his release. And fun fact, he is a registered sex offender for life. Huh. That serves him right. That's the the best thing to come out of that, because yeah, I feel he like has... that's not a big enough sentence or a big enough uh, no. monetary penalty or whatever. Yeah. He has maintained his innocence, and he's been quoted saying, quote, I did not violate that woman, end quote. Very Bill Clinton-y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in February of 2022, a woman who was remaining anonymous accused Tyson of raping her in the early 1990s. She claimed that had gotten into a limo together, and Tyson began touching and kissing her despite her repeatedly telling him to stop. Tyson then allegedly forcibly removed her pants and raped her in the limo. The woman is seeking $5 million in damages for the, quote, physical, psychological, and emotional injury, end quote. She has suffered including depression, anxiety, violent tendencies, and drug and alcohol addiction. So, you know, trauma, fun stuff. Yeah. But in my experience, you can do it once, you're probably doing it again. Yeah. But also, you got the whole Me Too thing where people jump on the bandwagon. I'm torn. But the fact that he's a registered sex offender, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, I am completely floored by that. Would not have guessed. 
he really overshadowed all of that with the ear biting thing and the lisp and the face tattoo. But just really trying to erase everything in the past. And he had the theme with most of these is when I'm looking it up, the autobiographies of all these celebrities, it's like, this is how they, you know, started. And they did a really shitty thing. This is what they've done since they like gloss over it so quickly and just highlight what they've done. Not saying that these celebrities haven't done great things, but they don't, in my opinion, spend enough time on the absolute fucked up debauchery that they have committed. And so far, it's been pretty shitty in all accounts. Yeah. Any other person that would be life ruining to have to come back from that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, next person you had mentioned in passing when I mentioned that I wanted to do this. It's John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. In 1990, when Hamm was 20 years old, he was charged with hazing when he was a member of the subsequently disbanded Sigma Nu fraternity at the University of Texas at Austin. On November 10th, 1990, Hamm and a group of other frat members forced a pledged member named Mark Sanders to hold a heavy rock until he was exhausted and perform various calisthenics. Sanders was then asked to recite something that he had been previously instructed to memorize, and when he failed to do so, Ham and the other members got very mad. They all stomped on Sanders, shoved his face in dirt, beat him, and hooked a claw of a hammer underneath his genitals and led him by the hammer around the room. Oh my god. Ham then set Sanders' pants on fire and would not let Sanders use his hands or other methods to extinguish the fire, but told him to blow it out. Oh, my God. Ham is also alleged to have broken into the house of another pledge where he took that pledge back to the Sigma New house where Ham engaged in similar hazing activities. On August 24th, 1993, an arrest warrant was granted for Ham and three of the other frat members for hazing. So this is the first guy whose pants they set on fire. The three members were sentenced to 30 days in jail, but Ham ultimately took a plea deal in 1995. In 2015, Ham was questioned about the incident during an interview with Esquire. According to the reporter, Ham did not take kindly to being asked about it, and his tone became somewhat angry. Ham replied, quote, everything about that is so sensationalized. I was accused of these things. I don't. It's so hard to get into, and I don't want to give it any more breath. It was a bummer of a thing that happened. I was essentially acquitted. I wasn't convicted of anything. I was caught up in a big situation, a stupid kid in a stupid situation, and it's a fucking bummer. I moved on from it, end quote. But I'm sure the kid whose pants you, like, lit on fire and you let him around the room with a claw hammer up against his nuts didn't forget and move on. And you weren't basically acquitted. You were a bitch and took a plea deal. You took a deal, which... I mean, so you rolled on the other three people yeah. and got off on it. So you weren't acquitted. You just didn't go to trial. Looking out for number one and no one else. But also only 30 days in jail. for. I don't time. know. That makes no sense to me. Also, I don't understand the whole frat, hazing, all of that culture. Why people willingly join like groups like stuff, that. Yeah. yeah, the pledging because they and rushing. They know that shit is going to be shitty and why do they willingly do that i don't get it i don't want to be friends with anyone that bad just leave me alone yeah well i think they've done away with it a lot i don't think hazing officially yeah how true that is i don't know i don't spend a lot of time on college campuses but i know traditions run pretty deep and stuff like that so and then i mean there is the stanford prison experiment oh yeah 
So, I mean, it is a big thing. Like, you get these people in somewhat of a position of power and they fucking go crazy with, they're like drunk on power, but it's like Lord of the Flies, just, it, you know, know, it's very similar concept, but with middle school age boys on an island and it all just goes horribly wrong as one would predict. But it's like, I just hate that all these celebrities are so like, oh, why are you bringing that up? It's such why an inconvenient. Yeah. Huh? I said it's such an inconvenience to them to yeah. have their dirty laundry aired. But also, that's what you sign up for with the whole stardom and celebrity component. You if you don't want over to the devil. Yeah, if you don't want people up in your business, being in the spotlight in a public way is probably not the right choice for you. Agreed. Politicians, actors, whatever. This guy, I don't know him personally, but I figured someone might. He is an Olympic athlete. Okay. And I'm going to fuck up his name. His name is Oscar Pistorius. Is that the dude with the legs? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was a big deal because he was like, he did like running, but he was missing body parts. He did like running. Yes. Pistorius. There was, okay. I, I, it's all coming back to me. I remember when this happened. Uh huh. Okay. So he is a South African Olympic runner and a double amputee known as Blade Runner. Yes. On February 14th, 2013, Valentine's Day, by the way, Oscar shot and killed his girlfriend of three months. Oscar admitted to shooting his girlfriend, but claimed he thought it was an intruder. He was charged with murder in October 21st of 2014, and he was sentenced to a maximum of five years for culpable homicide with a concurrent three-year suspended prison sentence for reckless endangerment. Okay, if memory serves, there was some like weird shenanigan shit about how it happened that he like shot through the door or something. It took me forever to do no, that. No, sorry. I go ahead. look into the specifics of it, I'm just but digressing. I mean, you killed your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but I just remember it being a whole big thing and it was weird. The way that it happened didn't add up. Okay. Oh, well, apparently a court agreed. <laughs> yeah. So he was released on parole on October 19th, 2015, after serving one sixth of his sentence. The state then appealed the conviction, and the Supreme Court of Appeals overturned the conviction of culpable homicide. So he's like, let's get rid of this. Thank God. But then the Supreme Court's like, wait a second. I now find you guilty of murder instead. Difference between culpable homicide and murder. So I don't think this was charged here. We don't have the term culpable homicide. I assume it's like manslaughter. Oh, okay. Like you killed someone, but you didn't. You didn't have the, the intent. Wasn't there the intention to do it? Yeah. So now the court of appeals is like, just kidding. We find you guilty of murder. So now he's sentenced to six years in prison. The state then appealed a second time, saying six years just isn't long enough because the state is the prosecution for what he did. And then the Supreme Court of Appeals then opposed a sentence of 15 years. They're like, I agree with you. Instead of six, let's bump that shit up to 15 years. With the time he had already served, reducing the additional time to 13 years and five months. So after all of this, he went through one charge, was found guilty. They took it away. They found a better charge of murder. And then ultimately, he had to spend 13 years and five months in prison. All without legs. All without legs. I Do you think they hard. confiscated his legs? 100% because they have blades on them. That, those are weapons. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a wheelchair? Maybe. But then I feel like the wheelchair could be used as a weapon or used. It would not serve him well. Enough. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I bet he had a miserable experience and I don't feel bad. So he was denied parole on March 31st, 2023, 
but he was then granted parole earlier this month on January 5th, 2014. That's oh. not the year we're in, 2024. <laughs> that was very confusing. <laughs> he was ultimately served nine years for the murder. So, like, he didn't totally get away scot-free. He did nine years, but... I mean, you still killed your fucking girlfriend, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, next one is Sean Penn. Oh, he was, like, a wife beater and shit. So, he's just an asshole, is what I, I'm seeing. I, he seemed like just a raging alcoholic and drunk and he was like abusive towards like madonna and shit that's in here yeah because he was so what's something he was in for someone that might not know because i didn't know his name until i saw his face oh he um was spicoli in fast times at ridgemont high like that's what most people originally knew him from Mm -hmm. and then he's been in a lot of other things since then i can't think of anything off the top of my head but that's like the first thing that i think of yeah that was late 80s or mid 80s is when that came out okay so in october of 1985 penn pled no contest to charges that he assaulted two journalists when they tried to photograph him and madonna in nashville in june of 1985 he was fined 50 dollars on each of two misdemeanor charges of assault and battery 50 dollars a hundred dollars i think oh well i'm but like for each charge it's 50 dollars like In January of 1986, so a year later, or a couple months later, actually, Penn dangled a photographer over the ninth floor hotel balcony when he was 25 years old after he found the photographer in his hotel room in Macau, M-A-C-A-U. Yeah, probably Macau, Macau, I don't know. Which under the time was under Portuguese rule. It's now under Chinese rule. Penn was arrested and put into a jail cell with his personal assistant for dangling the reporter. However, the two escaped after seeing the door was slightly open and they fled to Hong Kong. They escaped prison? Else jail, but yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. And then Penn was later pardoned by the Portuguese government. Okay, so that one, it's terrible. But also, if some reporter was squatting in my hotel room, like, Mm -hmm. in this day and age, he's lucky to be alive. Period. This was the 80s. Yeah, so it might be handled very differently. There's a theme. He does not like them. photographers. That he okay. them, dangles them, does a lot of things to reporters, but also women. So, <laughs> in June of 1986, Penn was charged with misdemeanor battery for assaulting songwriter David Walensky at Helena's nightclub in Los Angeles. Walensky said Penn accused him of trying to kiss Madonna. Penn pled not guilty to the charge. In April of 1987, so about a year later, Penn violated probation and was arrested for punching a film extra, Jeffrey Klein, on the movie set of Colors. Penn was sentenced to 60 days in jail for the assault and reckless driving in June of 1987, in which he served 33 days. (laughs) Also in 1987, Penn reportedly struck Madonna across the head with a baseball bat. At that time, Penn was facing jail time for hitting Jeffrey Klein, and Madonna was nice enough to drop the charges. Are you fucking kidding me? It gets worse. In December of 1988, so about a year later, Penn allegedly tied Madonna to a chair in their Malibu home and attacked her. The nine-hour ordeal only ended when Madonna was able to ask to be untied to go use the bathroom, but she fled the house and ran to the police station. Penn was charged with inflicting corporal injury or traumatic conditions, which is felony domestic violence. Mm -hmm. But Madonna later withdrew the complaints and just filed for a divorce instead. 
So this is a woman who has been in a very abusive relationship for a long time. If she is rescinding those charges just because she's, I'm sure, scared of any blowback. Yeah. And that's very common, unfortunately. That drove me bananas. But I mean, I get it. I mean, not having experienced being stuck in that, I don't understand it. But I also... I understand the psychological portion of it. I don't understand it personally coming from my view, but I get it, I guess. I mean, it's not like anyone thinks that they are going to let something like that happen to themselves. It just kind of gradually evolves from what I've gathered. But maybe that's why Madonna's batshit crazy now. Not because that that, could be any number of reasons. Maybe one of those catalytic or catalyst reasons what upsets me though is that he went on to marry robin wright penn princess buttercup who just seems like a lovely human being and i don't understand what she was thinking the fuck is princess buttercup from princess bride oh and okay she's such a beautiful lady oh my god and then she was in house of cards oh yeah i'm currently watching house of that's oh my oh oh my goodness fucking hater and at claire yeah (laughs) keep going (laughs) uh and then lastly in may of 2010 so about 15 years later he took a little break penn pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge stemming from an altercation with a different photographer frank metalajan in october of 2009 he was sentenced to perform 300 hours of community service and undergo 36 hours of anger management so out of all of these arrests, he never served one day in jail, unless you count the half day in which he escaped. That's some bullshit right there. He's like, had to do a couple community service hours, a couple counseling hours. But that's- You assaulted people left and right. You beat the shit out of your wife in like multiple occasions. Oh, my God. That's unjust. So this next person, I think it's well known that they did something Okay. I, I had a vague understanding. I just associate a lot of crack when I think of this person, but I didn't know the extent in which their criminal history was. So this is Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> Rick James, bitch. Sorry. 1991, Rick James, who was 43 years old at the time, was arrested with his 21-year-old girlfriend. Ew. After allegedly imprisoning and torturing a 24-year-old woman for three days using various items in James's Hollywood Hills home. Ew! James and his girlfriend were charged with assault with a deadly weapon, false imprisonment, forced oral copulation, which is forced oral sex, for those Uh that don't know, making terroristic threats, and furnishing narcotics. Oh, okay. James had met the victim at a party and offered to let her stay at his house. James threatened the victim with a gun, telling her that he would kill her if she tried to leave. He and his girlfriend then tied the woman up and severely burned her about 20 times with the hot end of a crack pipe. That night and early into the next morning of July 17th, James forced the victim to orally copulate his girlfriend while he watched. Oh. Which, that disturbs you on so many levels. Yeah. Um, They also smoked a shit ton of crack and forced the victim to smoke crack as well. Oh, no. (laughs) James faced the possibility of life in prison if he was convicted of these charges of assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated mayhem, torture, forcible oral copulation, false imprisonment, and kidnapping. When James emerged in court, he appeared to be indifferent to the charges and the sentences that he faced, so much so that he actually fell asleep during the trial and began to audibly snore. Oh, my goodness. After all of that, James yeah. was convicted 
but okay. only spent two years in prison. What? And paid $1 million to the victim. That's it? Since his death in 2004, because fun fact, he's dead. Don't know if you knew that. Oh. I didn't. Uh, he has also been that. accused of raping a 15-year-old girl at knife point and other various assaults. What? What? <laughs> That's just gross. gross. He was a singer, gross. right? He was what? A singer? a singer? Yeah. He had a hit or two in the 80s, I want to say. Super Freak him? Yes. Okay, yes, I believe I so. And then he had this second coming because of Chappelle show. Mm. That was my introduction to him primarily. So I'm Rick James, bitch. Mm-hmm. We used to, the Canadians and I, that's all we did when I was up in Canada. We would sit at Ian's <laughs> house in his room and watch fucking Chappelle show and just rewatch the same skits over and over again and it was all yeah. the Rick James ones but I'm kind of glad he's dead so yeah <laughs> so this next person I very much enjoyed watching their television show growing up it's not Brett Michaels <laughs> but in the same breath it is Mr. Flame of Flav oh no <laughs> In 1991, Flav pleaded guilty to assaulting his then-girlfriend, Karen Ross, and served 30 days in jail. In 1993, Flav was charged with the attempted murder and imprisonment for 90 days shooting at his neighbor. <laughs> that sounds weird. Was it because the dog was barking or something? Fucking something. Later that year, Flav was charged with domestic violence and cocaine and marijuana charges. In 2002, Flav spent nine weeks in Rikers Island for driving on a suspended license, numerous parking tickets, and tardiness for probation appointments. You're about to find out he's a terrible driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who goes to Rikers Island for driving on a suspended license? Right? It's like when you were reading all of that off, I'm like, I don't understand the gravity behind it other than it just must be compiling and like it does because it gets worse oh uh, in may of 2011 Flav was arrested on four outstanding misdemeanor warrants for various driving offenses on january 9th of 2014 Flav was pulled over on long island's meadowbrook parkway for doing 79 and 55 mile per hour zone he was additionally charged on top of speeding with possession of marijuana and unlicensed operation of a vehicle Authorities discovered that Flav had 16 suspensions on his license, oh my which is like a record. I've never seen that many. Accumulate that. And also, can we just talk about how embarrassing for him and his ego it must be to be in Rikers? Like, what are you in for? Did you murder someone? Like, no, I just can't fucking drive. Suspended license, bro. <laughs> right? Like, I know. But all cred gone. I'm pretty. I don't remember when. What was he a part of? He was. Oh, what was the group that he was in? Hold on. It was. It was a lot older. Flava Flav was part of Public Enemy. That's what Public it was. Enemy. So I'm sure he probably had some credit for that going into Rikers because that was sure. late 80s, early 90s. I think. I wonder if everyone asked him what time it was all the time because he had the big clock. So I actually read a quote where someone's like, "Why do you wear this stupid fucking clock on your neck?" And he goes, "Time is the most important thing of all." I'm like, that's pretty deep for a man. Is that why you're speeding to try to get everywhere to save time? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This person is Felicia Pearson. The name sounds familiar. I need to look her up. She is most known for her role as Snoop in the TV series The Wire. I don't know. I never watched that. I wanted to watch that. It's on my, oh, her. Yeah. Okay. I I recognize her. She's a very short 
blur, but at the age of 14, she oh. was convicted of second-degree murder after oh. shooting at a girl named Okia Toomer. Pearson was sentenced to 16 years at the Maryland Correctional Institute for Women in Jessup, Maryland. She was released after six and a half years. Oh. Death What's it. the difference between degree murders? I don't remember from my... So, first degree murder, is it was premeditated. Mm-hmm. And then something else. Second degree murder is a little bit less. And then it goes to, like, manslaughter, which is an accident. Oh, Okay. I never dealt with the degrees. You let the DA deal with that. Oh, sure. Okay, next person is Phil Spector. Oh, yeah. He is most, in my opinion, known for his ugly-ass hair. Yep. And then being a record producer slash songwriter. Mm-hmm. I don't really know him from anything. I just know his fucking... The, like the hair. Albert Einstein fried. Yes. God-awful-looking man. <laughs> well, he's not a great person either because... On February 3rd, 2003, actress Lana Clarkson met Spectre while working at the House of Blues in Los Angeles. The two were driven in Spectre's limousine to Spectre's mansion in Alhambra, California, and went inside while his driver remained in the car. Later that morning, Clarkson was found dead in the mansion. Her body was found slumped over a chair with a single gunshot wound to her mouth and broken teeth scattered all over the carpet. Spectre's driver explained that Spectre had come out of the house holding a gun and said, I think I killed someone. Oh, my God. According to the prosecution, Spectre had previously pulled a gun on four women. In each case, he had been drinking and was romantically interested in the women, but grew angry after all of the women denied his advances. Can't imagine why. You're fucking hideous, bro. Ew. I don't know if he's still... He is not alive. He died at 81. my notes. Okay, so I didn't look that far. I know, I pulled it up in the background. (laughs) You knew a lot about him. (laughs) On April 13th, 2003, Spectre was found guilty of murder in the second degree and using a firearm in the commission of a crime. So this was the same murder of his girlfriend. He's just now found guilty of it later. He was ultimately sentenced to 19 years to life. Spectre appealed numerous times and was consistently denied, go the law, Mm -hmm. and he died in prison of COVID on dad's birthday, January 16th, 2021. (laughs) I feel feel bad for laughing. I don't know why I had such a a manic reaction like that, but... Probably because we don't like ugly men that hold gun on women who say no. Yeah, let's chalk it up to that. (laughs) Okay, next one. Most people know, but I think they have chosen to forget, which drives me fucking bananas, is Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, I would never forgive. the blows with Naya and Bria on this because they loved him and they wanted to have his babies because he was very cute when we were in high school or middle school or whenever it was. But I'm like, he literally beat the shit out of Rihanna and has done other shit. Why are yes. you promoting this? There's something to be said separating the artist from their art and so i can see still liking the old backlog his old stuff but the fact that he still has a career Mm -hmm. and still has ravenous supporters i will never understand so yeah i really like his old stuff but once this happened i lost all respect for him they wanted they went to his concert i think wanted me to go i'm like i do not support him i don't want to put money in his pocket Because I'm not okay with that. I'm sure almost probably every person has something that, you know, someone could say, well, this person did this in their life or they've done that. I pick and choose my battles and I'm choosing this one. Mm -hmm. 
So in February of 2009, when Brown was 19 years old, he was arrested for assaulting then-girlfriend, 20-year-old Rihanna, during a confrontation in the morning before the Grammys. Brown was involved in two previous domestic violence incidences with her in the months prior to the arrest in Europe and in the Barbados. According to court testimony, Brown threw a barrage of punches at Rihanna's face, bit her ear, and pressed her neck until she almost passed out. Brown tried to push Rihanna from his rented Lamborghini, but failed because she was wearing a seatbelt. Go see go seatbelts. <laughs> he then allegedly punched her in the face before threatening, I'm going to beat the shit out of you when we get home. You wait and see. Oh, my God. Rihanna allegedly managed to free herself by gouging Brown's eyes and kicking him away. A passerby called police after hearing screams and cries for help. For him beating the shit out of Rihanna, Brown pled guilty to one count of assault with intent to commit great bodily injury as a part of a plea deal. He was then sentenced to five years probation and 180 days community service. That's a felony. And he did not serve one day in jail. So aggravating. I don't get it. In February of 2012, Brown was accused of snatching a woman's cell phone after she allegedly tried to take his photo outside of a Miami club. The case was later dismissed. In June of 2013, so about a year later, Brown was accused of assaulting a woman in a San Diego nightclub. She later filed a lawsuit against him. In that same month, Brown was charged with a hit and run stemming from a May traffic accident. He was later cleared of that charge. In October of 2013, Brown and his bodyguard were arrested and charged with felony assault after getting into an altercation with a man outside of a hotel in Washington, D.C. Brown's charge was later reduced to a misdemeanor, and he soon entered rehab for anger management. He later pled guilty, and his sentence was time served, so again, never went to jail, and he only had to pay $150. In August of 2016, Bailey Curran, Miss California Regional of 2016, tells police that Brown threatened her with a gun while she was admiring a piece of jewelry in his kitchen. He was arrested and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He was soon released from jail after posting a $250,000 bond, and his case was later dropped. In May of 2018, a woman filed a lawsuit against Brown, claiming she was sexually assaulted by him in his home. And that's still ongoing. So all of these things, yeah, technically they've been either pled down or dismissed. But it's like, you got rage in you, bro. Yeah. And so some of the other things, like you said, might have been pled down or dismissed. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't negate the fact that he has demonstrated that he is a complete monster, and the yeah. entire world knows that. And they just forget it. They, it's willful ignorance. It is. Quick question. I don't know. Is Ian Watkins from Lost Profits on your list? No, but is not he a chomo? Oh, my God. So this is, one, this is one of the ones that I think of when I have a hard time separating the artist from the art. Mm -hmm. Because one of the best albums, I absolutely loved it. And then you go to find out that he is a fucking pedo. And what yeah. did he do? So there was child porn. There was child abuse, child sexual assault, attempted rape of a baby. There was like all of these things. So he... Oh, my God. I have his picture up right now. He was sentenced over 35 years for child sex offenses. Oh, that's good. But Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever, they completely removed. They scrubbed all of their music mm -hmm. because of how heinous his particular yeah. crimes were. 
Yeah, I just have it on my iPod, that one album with the rooftop song. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Every crazy. time I used to play that when I was working with Danny, he's like, ha, this guy's a pedophile. Like, you shouldn't play this song. I'm like, I know, but it's a good jam, okay? Right? Like, the, I loved that whole album. And, like, it's just tarnished now in my CD, you know, collection. You know what else is kind of tarnished as of recently is, it's not music, but that 70s show? Danny Masterson. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a rapist Scientologist prick. So I forgot about the Scientology, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next person <laughs> is Matthew Broderick. Ferris Bueller? What did he do? Oh, so I had heard about this. Don't know how. It was just in my brain, but I never looked into it. So as you mentioned, he's most known as Ferris Bueller. In the summer of 1987, he and his then-girlfriend, Jennifer Grey, who was his sister in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or Baby in... She fucked up her nose, and I will never forgive her for that. Yeah. What's the movie I'm thinking of? Don't, no one but Baby in a Corner. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, thank you. Yes. So they were together, and they were driving in Northern Ireland on vacation. Oh. During their drive, Broderick had gotten lost multiple times and had even stopped and asked a cop for direction. Wow. The cop basically said, the route you're going is stupid and offered him an alternate route. Okay. But Broderick did not take his advice. It was raining, and while he was driving, Broderick swerved into the opposite lane and crashed head-on with an oncoming vehicle. The passengers of the oncoming vehicle were 63-year-old mother, Margaret Dotery, who had MS and was confined to a wheelchair, oh. and her 28-year-old daughter, Anna Gallagher. Both died, by the way. <laughs> I, I gathered, and which is just sad. Everyone okay. had injuries, including Ferris and Baby, but they ended up being okay. The other two, unfortunately, passed. Broderick pleaded guilty and was charged with reckless driving. An offense like this can come with a prison sentence of up to 10 years, with five years additional for each death that was caused by the crash. So technically, a total of 20 years was possible. Instead, Broderick had to pay a $4,075 bail and was ordered to pay a $175 fine. Despite two lives having been lost in the crash, Broderick was not charged with vehicular manslaughter. Wow. And the friends of Margaret and Anna were upset by the court's verdict and called it a travesty of justice. Yeah. Accidentally killed two people and did not serve one day. Well, so the thing with that is, yes, it was an accident. Accidents happen, and that could happen to literally anyone. But it was ego-driven because he was given directions to go a different way. And he's Mm -hmm. like, nah, I'm in a completely foreign country. I am driving on the wrong side of the road. I don't know. It's raining. But I still know better, and I'm going to do this. And it was a direct result of his own actions. Yeah. He was young. He was however young he was in Ferris Bueller, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he intentionally sought out to like cause mayhem and ruin the lives of a bunch of people. Again, it was an accident. I get that. But there is some guilt that must weigh on him for that. Yeah. So he's on almost any time. If you see a list of like celebrities that have killed someone, he's almost always like, I did not know that one. This next person has an extensive history. Ooh. And he's almost the last one. Okay. So this is Mr. R. Kelly. (laughs) who here is surprised so i knew he did something weird and he peed on someone yeah i didn't know the extent there were like children involved (laughs) 
So in December of 2000, police had made two investigations surrounding accusations that Kelly was having sex with an underage female, but had to drop the investigation due to lack of cooperation by the girls accusing him. In 1996, Tiffany Hawkins filed a suit and alleged that starting in 1991, when she was 15 years old, 24-year-old R. Kelly had sexual relations with her as an underage high school student, encouraged her to recruit her school friends, and pressured her engaging in group sex with other underage girls. Oh, no. In 1998, Kelly settled the lawsuit with Hawkins for $250,000 which means no charges were filed. Okay. In 1991, Barry Hankerson, an American record producer, introduced his niece, Aliyah, to Kelly when she was 12 years old. <gasps> oh, and she's dead. It's Aaliyah, I believe. Aaliyah? Okay. Yeah. She, she's, she's dead, yeah. A plane crash, right? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get Sorry. that. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> a witness later testified that Kelly had sexual contact with Aaliyah starting when she was 13 or 14. Kelly wrote and produced Aaliyah's debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, and mm. that doesn't say fucking something, I don't know what does, <laughs> was released in May of 1994. On August 31st, 1994, when Kelly was 27, he married 15-year-old Aaliyah in a secret ceremony in Rosemont, Illinois. There was like forged documents and shit, right? We'll get there. Yeah. Reportedly, Kelly married Aaliyah after he found out she was pregnant. Oh, God, it's even worse. And I don't think that baby came to fruition, so. new. Their marriage was annulled in February of 1995, and Aliyah filed a lawsuit in Cook County to have the marriage record expunged, stating that she was underage at the time of the marriage. Kelly had lied by signing the marriage certificate as an 18-year-old, and that she could not legally enter into a marriage without parental consent. (laughs) In 2019, federal prosecutors in the state of New York charged Kelly with bribery related to the 1994 purchase of fake ID card for Aliyah in order to obtain a marriage license. Kelly, through his lawyers, admitted in 2021 to having underage sexual contact with her. Gross. On February 3rd, 2002, a video began circulating allegedly depicting Kelly's sexual abuse of a girl known to be underage. The abuse included Kelly urinating on her. Mm -hmm. In June of 2002, Kelly was indicted in Chicago on 21 counts of child pornography. In that same month, on June 5th, 2002, Kelly was arrested by the Miami Police Department on a Chicago arrest warrant at his Florida vacation home. He was released after only one night in jail on the following day after posting a bail of $750,000. During a separate investigation by Polk County Sheriff's Office, they searched Kelly's Florida residence and recovered 12 images of an alleged underage girl on a digital camera wrapped up in a towel inside a duffel bag, which allegedly depicted Kelly, quote, involved in sexual conduct with a female minor, end quote. Gross. Police and investigators from Polk County and Miami-Dade County arrested Kelly on January 22, 2003, on 12 counts of possession of child porn. Kelly posted bail for $12,000 and was released three hours later. In March of 2004, these charges were dropped due to lack of probable cause for the search warrant. So it's fruit of the poisonous tree bullshit. Mm. In a divorce court filing unsealed in 2020... Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea Lee, claimed that Kelly was accused of molesting a preteen girl in 2009. 
In December of 2015, Kelly appeared on the Huffington Post Live in an interview so that he could promote the release of his 13th solo album, The Buffet. I know it's Buffet, but... Well, and all of this was happening around the Trapped in the Closet bullshit that he had. So did he produce that song? Trapped in the Closet was a multi-part... I fucking hate that song. It was a musical soap opera that had, like, different chapters. There was, like, 33 different components released between 2005 and the mid-20-teens. So, oh. like, it, while all of this was going down, he kept releasing all of these song parts of his... Yeah, Trapped in the Closet was totally him. That was all oh. part of his musical opera story. Weirdest shit ever. He seems like a wackadoo. Yeah. Okay, so he's doing this interview to release his new solo album. During the interview, Kelly was asked about the sexual abuse allegations being leveled against him and wanted to gauge his reaction. This resulted in Kelly repeatedly refusing to answer and then completely walking out of the interview. Kelly was convicted in New York in September of 2001. Kelly was again accused of misconduct on April 17th, 2018, by a former partner who claimed Kelly intentionally infected her with an STD. Ew! That's That's so wrong. In May of 2018, the Women of Color branch of the Time's Up movement called for a boycott of Kelly's music and performances over the many allegations against him. The boycott was accompanied by a social media campaign called Mute R. Kelly. In response, his management said that Kelly supported the movement's principle, but targeting him was, quote, the attempted lynching of a Black man who has made extraordinary contributions to our culture, end quote. Uh, meme culture, if nothing else. Like, And also, those are some very strong words to depict. That's a lot really very highly of yourself. Yeah. Spotify announced on May 10th, 2018, that they were going to stop promoting or recommending music by him. Two days later, Apple Music and Pandora also announced that they would seize future promotion of Kelly's music. Spotify was criticized by the public so badly that they reversed their decision. Oh, God. On September 27th, 2001, a jury in New York returned a verdict of guilty on all nine counts of the verdict sheet. They included one count of racketeering, eight Man Act violations, three counts of transportation across state lines for legal sexual activity, four counts of coercion and enticement, and one count of transportation of a minor. His racketeering charges also included bribery, sexual exploitation of a child, coercion to engage in sexually explicit conduct for the purpose of producing video recordings, forced labor, and threat to physical harm and physical restraint to ensure that his victims perform sexually at his command. That's so many words. That was a lot of charges. (laughs) Kelly faced a sentencing range of 10 years to life in prison. And on June 29th, 2022, he was sentenced to spend 30 years behind bars. On August 17th, 2022, Kelly was tried in Illinois, and the jury found him guilty on 13 additional charges, (laughs) completely separate, of production of child porn and three charges of enticing a child. Kelly was sentenced to 20 years, effectively bringing his total sentence between both cases to 31 years, and that is currently where he is today. And he shall remain until the day he dies. That man does not deserve to walk. My God. He won't, because you go into prison as a chomo, you don't get to walk very comfortably anymore. What I hear. And then everyone knows that drugs don't count. So in my various research... 
Johns I, don't count. <laughs> I found a lot of celebrities that had been arrested oh, or yeah. drug or alcohol-related crimes. So here's just a quick list. Sure. Of them. Danny Trejo. Oh. Robert Downey Jr. Not surprising. Paul McCartney. Oh, huh, okay. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. 50 Cent. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez from The Fast and Furious. She scares me. Uh-huh. Tim Allen, who, fun fact. Cokehead, go ahead. He was transporting kilos. It was like 600 something of cocaine. He was like a mule? Yeah, but then he flipped and got Rudy Sands. <laughs> and then he became the Santa Claus. Okay. And uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. There you go. Paris Hilton. Oh, huh. Just a little drug charge. Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Jamie Waylett, who's known as Krabby in the Harry Potter movies. He was the fat kid, I think. Oh, okay. Khloe Kardashian, because remember, she went to jail and Kim did oh, like, yeah. make selfie. <laughs> ja Rule. Okay. The, who like that kind of music. Christian Slater. And the list continues to go on. I feel like that's a very common thing. There's a bajillion. It's because you have drugs and alcohol at your every whim. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to abuse that shit. And then lastly, Ooh, a couple okay. days ago, I had texted you and asked you who your three favorite actors were. Oh, God. Do you remember what your answer was? I remember saying Killian Murphy, uh-huh. Vince Vaughn, and Eric Bana. Correct. So let's Please go do not ruin them. my day. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start with the worst and then it gets better. Okay. Okay. So it's we're going to with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I know he's a boo there, but like, it's not too bad. Okay. None of these three people are too bad. So okay. I think you're safe in keeping them your famous people or favorite people. Okay. So on June 10th of 2018, Vaughn, who was 48 at the time, was arrested just after 1 a.m. in Manhattan Beach for a DUI and resisting, delaying, or obstructing police, which is known as 148 for those who know, <laughs> during a DUI checkpoint. For those that are dumb enough to get caught in a DUI checkpoint, you deserve all that you get. His passenger was also arrested for public intoxication and resisting, delaying, or obstructing police. Okay. Vaughn pleaded no contest to the downgraded charge of alcohol-related reckless driving, mm -hmm. and he was ordered to complete a three-month alcohol program, pay fines adding up to around $1,700, and placed on informal probation for three years. So he never saw the inside of a jail cell other okay. than that first night. I mean, shame on him, but considering all of the other things we've heard, that is not that bad. <laughs> it really wasn't. Comparatively. Okay. Next is Eric Bana. Oh. Who, I know you love Chopper, and I have a fat oh. mustache guy in my head. So when I saw him, I did not realize that is who I thought it was. You were just thinking the the Chopper character? Yeah. Or? That and who he actually is do not compute in my mind. Oh, he's my favorite Australian man. Oh, God, I love him so much. And is Eric Banna not the name? No, that's, that's Bruce Banner. Never mind. <laughs> Fun fact, he did play Bruce Banner. He in did, right? Hulk. Okay. One of the Hulks. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was getting really confused with his name. So he was almost arrested when he was in his early 20s. Okay. He had come to America and slept in his car for the night. Mm -hmm. In the morning, he wanted to take a shower. So he drove around and found a closed gas station. At the gas station, he found a water spigot and he started to somewhat shower, but he stressed that he was clothed. While he was Bent under awkwardly this little spigot, someone who lived in an apartment building nearby yelled out to him and told him that he couldn't shower there. 
the cops ended up coming and he explained that he was Australian and he didn't know any better and they said, please leave. And that was that. Okay. I was very concerned. So if Vince Vaughn was the worst, if there is something marring on Killian Murphy, I was going to be devastated. So Killian Murphy. It seems like an asshole, but I love him anyway. He is just the epitome of resting bitch face. Yeah. I love him. He's got nothing. Oh, thank God. No arrest history, no criminal history. He seems just like that quiet, content, keep to yourself. He hates being interviewed. He hates being out in public. He's just Irish and gorgeous. I think he's hideous. Thomas fucking Shelby. And he's got the best cheekbones I've ever seen. He's around Peaky Blinders, correct? Yes. And so many other things. I, oh, one of my friends. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> and then lastly, I just wanted to give credit to BuzzFeed, Watch Mojo, and Bored Panda because they stole a lot of their content. So what I have gathered, trust no one, especially if they're a celebrity. Agreed. Don't get in a vehicle, go to their home, get in a <laughs> hotel. I would even be concerned being in public with one, to be honest. Yeah, some of them are just going to punch you or call you the N-word. <laughs> because what people forget is that even though they have them up on a pedestal and they think they're these magical unicorn people, they're fucking people and people are awful. We have proven this time and time again in our chats that Mm -hmm. people are the worst. Yep. So. That was celebrity famous footballs. I was surprised by a couple of them. I knew about a lot of them, but I didn't necessarily know to the extent that some of them went Agreed. Very disappointed in a few. Mm -hmm. Also very disappointed in, yeah, just the public's overall glossing over of Yeah. Willie needs to forgive and forget on horrendous crimes and actions. Yeah, because, you know, if it was Joe Blow off the street, they would not be given the same treatment. Nor should they if they truly had done terrible, terrible things. But... Yeah. Okay, that was fun. That was, I'm, I don't know. Fun. I had a lot of fun researching that. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting content for sure. Okay. So, what are you going to cover next week? I think I want to cover Princess Die next week. Okay. What did you, did you want that one? I did, but you can have it. That's no, okay. you can have it. I'll do something different because okay. I know you. I know you want to do aliens also, but if you want Princess Die, you can have it. No, it's okay. I'll wait. It's just because Mom was watching The Crown religiously because. Oh. It, of netflix she goes you have netflix i'm gonna watch the crown for five hours every day That's so it got put in my brain but you can cover it i'm totally okay with that okay i'm like i remember when she when she actually died i remember it was in the 90s and i remember we got the newspaper we lived in the magnolia house uh-huh. and it was awful the the kids that lived in the house behind us winnie and then her brother andrew the rat king who stole dad's watch and shit horrible family terrible things happened in that <laughs> house that i have I need to move on. There was some trauma that took place. But anyway, I remember reading the newspaper. Like, I wasn't, like, reading it, reading it, because I was a kid. But he had taken the plastic bag that the newspaper had come in and put it over the back of his head, like, a veil. And he was prancing up and down the street, like, I'm Princess Di and I'm dead. And that was just one (laughs) of those things that stuck in my mind. But also, this is the kid that would throw bags of nails in the street, try to fuck up people's tires. So he was just not right in the head. Glad we didn't move back to that neighborhood. I can't imagine that it's gotten much better. I would have told you not to. It's not a great neighborhood. (laughs) But... All of the controversy that surrounded her death and then whether... Murdered, I'm going to say. I'm like, was it an accident? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll we'll dive into that one then. 
our various forms of social media. I need some more topics. So please send your suggestions because I have a list. I'm bored of my list. I need something more fun and punchy. So send us a note on Instagram, Crack Sisters Conspiracies. Send us an email at cracksistersconspiracies at gmail.com. Do not DM us on Facebook or X. We will not see it. You can Send me a message on our TikTok if our videos don't keep getting taken down for <laughs> community guideline violations. I'm working on it. Trying to put more, you know, things on there. You can come check us out at patreon.com slash crack sisters conspiracies. You can pay a couple dollars to come check us out, watch our videos, and you could see what all of that content that's getting removed from the TikTok sphere is actually all about. So it's a good time. You're also privy to other behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't normally get. But yeah, with that, I'm going to say stay cracked, y'all. <laughs> and have a great day.